When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. All right, welcome back to the Handmade Podcast, episode 85. I think, I don't know, should we consider Paul a special guest being back? Paul's our guest today. He's yeah, back. see how it goes. See how it goes. I mean, I everybody's been snips. writing in all week for uh, Justin, how they loved it. I don't have my little snips to, like, cut the, the tongue depressor like I had last episode. Paul, you missed it. I had, like, little, like, uh, metal snips. I was cutting things for an hour and a half. Yeah. Just to piss off everybody. Um but yeah, Paul, welcome back. Oh, there you go. Now, now uh, I, I can uh, t- I can pick up the slack if you want. Yeah, um, welcome back, Paul. How you been? Good, good. Just yeah. you in the new place. Uh, in the new place, I just got How's the rest of my my couch in. Yeah. Um, from Bob's Discount Furniture, which isn't uh, that cheap. Yeah, dude, it's crazy how expensive their stuff is. It's crazy. <laughs> I spent like twenty six, twenty six hundred dollars. Actually, this couch is pretty nice. It's kind of big. It's, it's like, nice it's now. Good. It's like, it oh, but in like two first. years, it, in two years when you go through it exactly. to the floor, you'll be like, motherfucker. It, it's but like yeah. the con- you know how it's to like fix the condo it. you're in. You know, they yeah. look nice when they're exactly. new and all the signs like, what is up with this? Yeah, latch, this thing's built you know? out of paper mache. You know. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. I had a couch like that where, like, it was in my apartment and everybody would always sit on the arm of the couch. Like, just, mm. like, you know, compulsively oh, yeah. people sit on the arm. Yeah. And eventually it broke. And I remember being like, fuck, I got to throw out this couch. But, like, the couch was fine, but the yeah. arm was, like, crushed. And then one day I, I was moving, actually, so I flipped it upside down and then just went, like, inside it and mm-hmm. realized that all it was was plywood. So I, I, you know, the plywood had collapsed. I just pushed it back up and glued a piece of wood in the arm of the couch and it fixed mm. it but i feel like no a normal person would have just thrown it away yeah you know, oh, but it's, i feel like it's so funny you said that so yesterday we had our co-host justin stop by my house yesterday mm-hmm. and my tenant the refrigerator it's been acting up and i thought it was only like six or seven years old but then when you think about it it's a lot older than that it was probably like 12 to 15 years old but it's been leaking water and i knew it was because the drain hose was clogged because the same thing happened with mine. It's like if you have a cat or something, your hair goes up in there and it gets clogged. So I took the whole thing apart and we're talking and I'm vacuuming it. And you can tell that I thought I had vacuumed it out before, but I must have not got the vacuum. It was like filled with like dust and everything. Yeah. So I said to Justin, I go, I don't understand people who don't know how to do this stuff. Like, what do they do? He goes, 
I would have bought a new refrigerator like 20 minutes ago already. He's like, I never mm-hmm. would have done what you're doing right now, you know? And it's funny. And I'm like saying to myself, like, I could never do that just because one, I just think I'm, I'm not cheap, but I just hate spending money on shit like that. Unless so it would you kill to. me to buy a refrigerator. But then, yeah. And then I would think like, there's got to be a way to fix this thing. But I always wondered that, like, how do people get by like that don't know how to do that stuff to fix stuff you know like it's just uh it's just crazy you know like fixing credit the couch card. you know do people Put it right on do the that? credit card yeah exactly yeah there, there's uh a there's coach. a new instagram that i found which is it's uh i think it's called like stoop something it's like a instagram account where people i think it's called stooping nyc it's basically all the crazy shit that gets thrown away in new york city And, like, it's wild stuff. Like, people will throw away, like, whole sets of furniture because they're moving out of their apartment and they just don't need it. And so, like, but some of the stuff is, like, lightly damaged. And you look Mm -hmm. at it and you're like, holy shit, this is probably like a, you know, like a $2,000 piece of furniture from Pottery Barn. And somebody's going to grab it and spend 10 minutes, like, touching it up. And yeah. they'll use it or they'll flip it. I mean, that's what Jimmy and his brother used to do, right? Like, yeah. Well, it's like, I don't know that. that you'd want a, like, can you guys see this? Like, this is one yeah. of the things. So, yeah. like, some of that stuff is probably gross, but some of it's probably mint. Yeah. It's well, it's funny because as hell. I'm, I'm actually, oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm right now, I just took a break from um, repainting an old bureau. And it's mm-hmm. funny because um, the woman that I um, got the milk paint from, Kristen uh, Chateau, she uh, sells milk paint, and she, um, I probably butchered her last name, it's so hard to say, <laughs> but uh, she um, does all the, like, old furniture. She, like, kind of flips furniture and had been doing it, like, before it was, like, a thing. I think she was yeah. even on that show, Flea Market Flip, years ago, but... Um, People are always ripping her, like, oh, you're ruining that $10,000 piece no. of furniture. She's like, well, come down and buy it then. I'll sell it to you for five now, you know? Mm. Yeah. But, um, and it was going just... to the landfill anyway. Yeah, yeah. So, like, exactly. what's ruining it? The crusher was going to ruin it ex- worse, I promise. Exactly. Mm. Well, that's it. I'm waiting for people to rip me on painting these, but, like, these were painted originally, and then they were stripped, and now I'm repainting them. But it's funny, some of the glue joints are coming apart. And it's an old bureau. I got to see what year it's from. It's probably from like the 50s or something. But it's like mm-hmm. amazingly built. Like, and this was probably yeah. just basic furniture that my in laws bought back in the day or their parents bought. But yeah. um, it's just funny how cheap, you know, furniture is now. You know, it's like you can't get good stuff, you know, unless you pay no. for it's it. It's cheaply know? made and, and pretty pricey. Like, even like the. Like, I was looking. Like, if this, if this was my own house, like, I would. Mm buy nice furniture but like my friends are gonna like come over here and like ruin yeah. everything and well that's like, how it is people living here so it's like, like well, you, I'm, i was just yeah. gonna go to bob's and even now it was like you know you walk out of there you spend 2500 bucks for like a yeah a couch yeah you know well, but that's then what, it, when you have kids it's like you don't get good furniture yeah. because like, you know you're gonna go to like restoration we went to hardware and, table and uh my kids had written all over the bottom of the kitchen table. <laughs> you know, it's like that little Maxie, he gets you every time. Yeah. You know, but uh, <laughs> it's just funny. You know, everything gets ruined, you know, but what are you yeah, I, even like um, uh, Crate and Barrel, like Angela and I go to Crate. There's Crate and Barrel. Yeah, I got my bedroom there. stuff there. Yeah, mm. but even that stuff, like sometimes I look close at it, like in the store, and I'm like, oh, yeah, this is some of it's trash. shitty. Trash. Like, yeah. they have this metal and wood. You know, like, that whole thing now is, like, the metal and the wood with the shells. Yeah, and yeah. Like, I'm looking at it like, you know, they'll do, like, an inlaid metal, like, strip. And it's, like, 
it's all it's like over an eighth of an inch off and i'm like this is the fucking display model like this is like the one in the box ain't gonna be any nicer you know what i mean like if anything it's gonna be worse even restoration hardware stuff isn't great like if you look at it it's not like real wood like it's so expensive but i was just at um this guy i i think i might even mentioned on the podcast i um stopped by his uh furniture shop it's in brookline which is a expensive neighborhood you know and uh like the owner of the Red Sox lives there, Kraft lives there, the owner of the Patriots. So Tom Brady lived there. Like it, it's an expensive mm. town. But this guy had been in business for like 54 years making furniture. And he was retiring. He'd retired actually June 1st. And he had a white oak desk in there that was absolutely gorgeous. But it was just plain. It was just like, mm. it, it could have been like, it looked like those old. Um, those things women used to use in their uh, bedrooms, so they call that uh, like to do makeup with uh, oh. like the three mirrors. I know what you're talking yeah, about. I know what you're saying. Like I a makeup what they call it. But it was almost a, yeah, yeah, like a vanity. Yeah, it was just yeah. real plain. It was just flat with two drawers, two drawers, right? I was just out of curiosity, like how much is that? Sixty six hundred dollars for that. Yeah, I believe right? it. Which, yeah, it I makes mean, sense. You figure the guy. Yeah, it, the guy. The wood. The wood was probably you know five or six hundred dollars. And it probably mm. took the guy, you know, a couple of weeks to make it. And he was sending it out. It was white oak, beautiful riffs on. And uh, mm-hmm. he was sending it out to get it fumed and everything. So, like, that's a whole process. That guy's going to make. Yeah. You know, it's probably a day's work for that guy. So you're figuring, you know, like, if you're a professional and you own your own business and you're not making five, six, seven hundred dollars a day, you should probably go get a job mm. somewhere else. So it's like, mm-hmm. what do you think this thing was going to cost? But yeah. on the other hand... Who's going to pay $6,500? You know, people in Brookline are. But, you know, you're not getting your kid a dresser for $6,500. You go to Ikea, you get one. You know, that's what the bureaus were doing. $65, you know? Yeah, yeah. Like, well, Olivia needed yeah. a bureau at her dorm or her apartment at school. And Christina's like, well, move this there. And I says, no, we'll take the Ikea bureau and we'll move that there because that's mm. going to get destroyed and it's going to stay there. And then yeah. this one will stay for here, you know? I mean, even going back to, like, fixing shit, like, I have Ikea dressers that I've had since college that, like, Mm. they've broken, like, three or four different ways. But because I have the right, like, as I have the stuff to, like, you know, it has that thin bottom. And if you put too much shit in it, it eventually sags and then it comes out of the groove. So, like, you know, I've, I've, like, fixed the bottoms of the drawers simply just because I don't feel like getting another dresser, putting it in the room you know yeah. what i mean like assembling yeah. it like it's just a pain in the ass but if you're a regular yeah. ass person you're just like oh well this is broken the bottom drawer just doesn't work throw this thing away you yeah know? it's like well um, go back to your so other thing my father used to work up at tufts and uh anybody who's listening i hope they had a happy father's day but um he would oh, yeah. um bring home like when the kids moved out at the end of the year my father would have more mini refrigerators, oh, like yeah. little desks, desk lamps, everything. Because like kids would use them for a semester, and then it's not worth it to ship it back to California. And it would be amazing. And he'd be like, you should see the stuff we had to throw out, you know? Oh, yeah. And it was like just crazy because, like you say, you're not going to ship it. And I've done it with my own kids with Samantha in Pennsylvania. It's like, just leave it for trash. Like, we're not bringing that mm-hmm. home, you know? It's just uh, it's wasteful, you know? But... um that's why we're Americans. Mm-hmm. That's, That's how we roll really here. Stuff. Yeah. Throw it out. Yeah. When in doubt, throw it out. The next you know? one. <laughs> well, we just had like the big garage sale day here and like the shit that, you yeah. know, I mean, like br- 
like stuff that people were selling and then at the end of the day just put on the curb and like they at least yeah. tried to sell it you know like outdoor yeah. furniture sets like all this super nice stuff but was gary v there buying for it baseball cards oh you see him yeah. poking around not. thank god yeah thank god Make he his wasn't fortune. there it was a pretty shitty garage sale day the only thing i did get an 80 cc pit bike out of it though paul we talked about it last yeah week. Yeah, um, yeah so that was that was that was good i just got the uh it's an interesting bike it's got i don't know if i talked to you guys about it but it has a it has an oil injector because it's two stroke yeah but instead of mixing the gas and the oil it's got an injector line so i got yeah. a uh I got a plug kit for that so that I can just mix the gas myself instead of relying on that injector because yeah. apparently those fail. So Yeah, they but do. That's my, they all gummy. Uh, that's my new toy. Yeah, so that'll mm. be fun. Can't wait to get that upstate. But um, nice. before, the, before the show started, we were talking about the, the railing that Paul was just working on and uh, talking about the kind of general contracting and, like, building. So, Paul, I don't know if anybody's seen it, but did you post that on your on your page or just on your story? Paul's making just like on, this crazy complex railing right now. Just on my story, but I'm gonna I'm gonna take a couple pictures of it and post it on my um, on my page. But basically, it's this it's this house um, in Old Greenwich, um, and it's an older house that they're renovating and they're just about done with it. And the first part of the staircase, it's kind of like. I guess it's kind of three levels, but it's not. It's 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 weird the way the levels are. I actually got to take a better look at the house because like some of them are lower, like in the first floor, and then. But there is mm. three floors. The staircases from the second to the third floor are like redone. They're all brand new, but the original part of the staircase from the first to the second is still there, and it's got this crazy, like, right hand turn where instead of just a plain landing with like one flat landing or even chris you know how they have the landings where it's like two the landings are split up into two treads yeah this corner is split up over like four or five treads i think it's like four treads so in one right hand corner the staircase rises four treads so the railing goes straight like up. A real space saver. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And they had, I guess, previously, like, a, what is it, a null post or something? Is that the right word for mm-hmm. it? i got to get all my woodworking mm-hmm. terms right. That's what they had in that corner. Go. So the railing kind of, the first section died into the post, and then 30 inches up from that, the new section started. So it didn't look, you know, too bad, but then they took it out, and they repaired the treads, and now my railing has to, you know rise all that distance so it goes up like three treads and then goes straight up like 30 inches and then Mm. turns flat makes a 90 and then goes up at like 21 degrees and then there's a bend and then it no it goes up at 42 degrees then there's a bend then it goes flattens out to 21 degrees and then flattens out to zero and then goes up the wall and turns into just a handrail like it's this whole crazy thing um but I actually test fit all the pieces. I, I measured, you know, the angles. I made all these bends out of two inch by half inch flat bar, um, and then made all the bends, and then kept everything long. So I had all these different sections that were, you know, longer than they needed to be, and then I yeah. pieced it together on the actual staircase. Um, and I was telling Just you, cut Chris, them where they intersected, like exactly. So yeah. what I did was I took a pin nailer and and shot. Um, plywood onto the corners of the treads um Mm -hmm. and then rested all the railings onto the plywood so that i wouldn't screw up the newly finished hardwood floor and i could also screw 
into that wood to clamp the pieces down as I was welding it so nothing would warp. Um, and it actually worked out like perfectly. I was shocked. There were so many little weird bends to it and everything yeah. lined up pretty good. It's... So now I take that whole piece and I raise it 36 inches and I put all the pickets underneath it, which get epoxied into the floor and then it should be good. And then I got to paint it there. It's, it's crazy. I was watching um, that kid we we're talking about, Spencer. Is that the the carpentry kid? Oh Chris, yeah, insider the, carpentry. Um, he does a he does a lot of railings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He does a lot of railings, and he did this railing that looked so simple. And it, I was thinking of you, Paul. I was gonna send it to you. It was all the wire, um, you know, oh, the cable. Like yeah, the wire. yeah, the cable. And it came down, and it, it had like a drop, and then like three inches, then it came down. And then at the bottom rail, there was the like the swivel with the handrail sit on. So mm. I, I forget exactly what happened, but the way it swiveled, where he measured from, it made the angle. So it wasn't just a straight angle. And it, he put it up four times. And it was unbelievable, like, that he figured out what the issue was. And even though he explained it, like, I really couldn't even understand it. But it was crazy how it kept screwing up his railing. And it just uh-huh. shows you. It's like why railings are like so can be so difficult because mm. it just – it's not – a straight angle and you know it, it has to you know coordinate with the treads properly and if it doesn't it's all screwed up but he has a really good video if i found it i'll, I'll link it yeah i gotta uh, see that what did he have one of those kits where they have like the hand the top rail like the top on rail little swivel yeah yeah oh, okay because yeah, yeah one because the end one because the handrail crosses over on the middle of the step the the post crosses over like on the middle of the step on the handrail but the end one it's at the end of the step that swivel angle mm-hmm. because one's in the middle of the tread and one's at the tip of the tread throws it off and so hmm. he basically mm-hmm. had to make a, like a three inch flat spot and make the swivel three inches back the transition joint so it was in the same spot as it was on the other treads the only problem was the far wall was like three treads short so he had a three foot like section of handrail on the left side so he needed those to match so he had to do some funky stuff there but he he is such a smart kid and uh i would love to talk to him sometime because he's just really really interesting and uh you know but that video was just really like wow like that's why i don't like to touch Really. What's his name? I want to look it up. Um, Insider, Insider Carpentry. Car- Carpentry. Yeah. I'll send you yeah. a link, Paul, to Insider it. Insider Carpentry. Uh, he's oh, okay. really, really it. cool. They're good. Yeah. yeah. He's really good. There there used to be a stair company that I followed that railings, um, wood wood laminated railings are really cool, Paul. I don't know if you've ever seen the way they do that in Derek. I don't know if you have either. So, like, they'll they'll do – so if you have a curved staircase, they'll do exactly what you're doing, Paul. So yeah. they'll still – nail blocks and then they'll cut like says let's say the railing is maple or like whatever um let's say maple they'll cut you know uh three sixteenth strips and then they'll glue lamb them in the curve that's where i got the idea from yeah exactly and then when they're done they'll take the router bit for the profile of the railing and then route that you know that kind of hourglass shape that we're all familiar with on a railing in Mm -hmm. the field that's amazing. On that whole railing. And then a lot of times these guys will bring, like we were saying earlier, a chisel mortiser to the site. 
And they have to do all this on site because if the railing goes up like 18 feet, 16 feet up a spiral staircase, what are you going to do? You're going to glue it up in the, you know, you, it, it doesn't make sense to glue it up at on site and then bring it back to a shop if you can just bring that stuff to a, mm. a project. And I don't remember the name of the company that I used to follow that did it, but um, they were really good and they and did incredible curved staircases. And I was always like, man, I, I'd like... How do you even get how do you even learn how to do this you know without doing it for yourself or like get trained up in a shop that's experienced to do it you know what i mean because like mm-hmm. so few uh staircase companies still do that stuff oh um, yeah you know Tom there's Silva a, a just uh, did a post where he did a um a drop down a drop on um a handrail out of mm. a piece of um was it black walnut or something but he had like, oh i old, saw that crooked piece and he cut it out of that and everything so the grain matched and everything really really cool yeah he, he sent it through some machine right i think I yeah saw it yeah on yeah then he sent it through a yeah he, he roughed it out and then he sent it he got the planer knives made for it and he uh, sent it through and that's why i want to ask him that how that worked because i've always thought those had to be fed through straight he had um got knives made chris for a molding machine mm-hmm. like yeah and it was a drop and it was like just a long curve and he sent it through on the curve and it molded the curve i didn't realize those could do that you know i thought it was always just straight but um it worked um yeah i mean like it doesn't i I guess depending on how tight a curve is it wouldn't really care yeah Um, yeah yeah as long as it's getting fed through it that way mm, one of these guys i should i wish i had like taken videos or photos of it when it happened but mac and i were on a house a long time ago and they did the railings were mahogany and they had this crazy like knuckle at the end and the guys that Uh shaped it were like these south american guys they came in and literally did it with angle grinders with the um with the sanding pads that you've ever seen guys like cope moldings with like that's how they did the whole uh, corners of the railings and they just hand blended everything and then sanded wow. it and made it look like it made it look like it was done by a machine and I was like and then I thought about it I'm like well I guess that's how you would have done it right I mean it makes sense yeah that before we had like yeah. all these molders and shit guys would have just basically just taken a block of mahogany and stuck it on the corner and then carved yeah. it away until it matched the rest of the railing and I was like this is it yeah. was so cool you know um, yeah just super that's cool what to that guy watch um, them do it. You're, Yorkshire woodworker or whatever mm. that's what he does he did a drop and he just got this huge block just like you said took a huge block of mahogany propped it up on the railing he had the two yep. handrails there he's like okay I want it to hit here here mm-hmm. and I, this is the curve and he just yeah. carved it sanded it and it was like oh that's easy enough you know it's like just yeah. uh, some people are just sure amazing, easy enough skills. you know <laughs> yeah that's how you do that yeah it's fine just keep you know it's and if you mess it up, you cut it off, you glue another block on, and yeah. Uh, yeah. keep going. It's Why like not? the guys I just seen, they do, like, the roses on the seal and the plaster ones. It'll mm. show, like, the guy just, like, mushing it all on with his hand, and then he gets, like, a thing to make a pattern, and it's like, oh, okay, that's easy enough. Yeah. You know, but, yeah, this yeah is it looks easy. Yeah. It looks easy when you watch a guy do it on Instagram in, like, Bangladesh. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It just shows you, though, that there's people out there that still do that type stuff. Mm-hmm. And, uh, 
you know, I was just down at um, Thomas and uh, Samantha's house down in Atlanta, and they have a ton of double-hung windows that are all painted shut, and but they're in beautiful shape, and the house is mm-hmm. gorgeous. And I was just like, you know, the money you'd spend on new windows, it'd be worth it to have somebody come out and restore these. He's like, oh, they still do that? I was like, yeah, a buddy of mine does, you know, Freddie Roman. I said, he's not going to come down here, but I'm sure there's a Freddie Roman down here that does it. Mm, and, yeah. you know, for a price would do it. But, it, you know, if you have the money and there are people that still do that type of work, you know, and it's amazing. Oh, yeah. They make a living doing it. My my neighbor had a guy show up at his house. His name of his company was the pocket door guy. And mm. all he did was install and fix old pocket doors. Wow. You know, because huh. everybody, you know, closes them up and nails them shut. But there's people out there, I guess, enough of them that want them restored and operational. You know, Is that like that. an older thing, pocket doors? Because I haven't seen yeah, it yeah. in a Back while. Yeah, yeah. House I grew up in, we had like two sets of them. My ha- old house had do one. It for, um, yeah, now like a lot of newer houses doing for space saving. I think mm. back in the day it was for heating purposes maybe oh. like they would shut rooms off yeah you I wanted remember. as many doors as you could have because that's yeah. why there's all the fire yeah. the, uh what's it yeah. called the um fireplaces and stuff mm-hmm. yeah yeah that's what ours was like an old now it's all open uh concept uh, yeah open concept yeah. That's, that's it yeah. that's the style yeah that's it yeah the um uh there's a guy recently i just saw on instagram who was showing the way he ties the, the the knot he uses on his lead weights when he redoes a a, a double um, an original you know like sash mm. weight window and yeah. he was like oh well this is the knot that I use to make sure it never comes loose because like you know those mm-hmm. lead weights inside yeah. the sashes like those yeah. if that comes loose you lose the basically the function of the window that's why yeah. a lot of those windows are so hard to open and I was just yeah. thinking like there's a guy who literally had to sit down and make yeah i gotta make sure i do the right knot and he's sharing it on instagram which means somebody must have asked you know what i mean like uh somebody must have asked him so i don't know it's that restoration kind of shit like people just don't care about anymore it's a shame Mm. yeah it is it is but i don't know it's it's also too it's just it's so easy I, we did I'm uh, Derek I know you've done a lot of replacement windows like when we did the replacement mm-hmm. windows in my apartment it was three guys one day every window was out and the new windows were in before we were done and it probably took me till about seven o'clock that night to finish caulking in the uh, stops but that was it mm-hmm. it was done think about how long yeah. it would take to scrape fix rewire oh, yeah. like re-rope all it would take two yeah. weeks so who wants yeah. to you know and that's for what money, windows that that probably aren't as energy efficient and the right? old windows weren't right. energy efficient at all. I mean, they're single glass. Yeah. These new yeah. ones have R value. You know, it's like, um, yeah. Derek, I think you got a guess. What's that? You got a guest behind you. Do I? Oh, well, now they're gone. Do they have a knife. I don't know. It? I have no idea. <laughs> Derek's Derek has an un, uh, unscheduled visitor. That's all right. I had one earlier. That's why uh, I couldn't do it earlier. But um, yeah, I don't know. It's it's especially like living here. There's so much thought of restoration of ha- of homes and shit. And it's like mm-hmm. it, it's crazy. Like there's a guy that I know who bought an old house here, and it's got these crazy columns. You know, they're square on the bottom, then they're round, then they're square again, then they're round. So like not typical, like like 
square columns with details you can do with a router, right? But round mm-hmm. columns with detail, you have to have a big ass lathe that has to start square. You got, you know. So he's like, I really want to restore these columns. I'm worried that they're not strong enough, um, and whatever. And I'm like, dude, like you're gonna get new columns made. He's like, oh, I'd really, really like to, you know, but I got to find somebody that can turn them. They're like 12 feet long. Mm. And, you know, it, it's not holding up a second story. It's holding up a little roof. So, mm. so he's like, you yeah. know, so he goes to the town and the town is like, yeah, we'd really love to you to the, we really love for you to re- have these columns remade. He's like, I'd love to do that too. Mm. He starts getting prices. They're like $3,000 a column, right? Um, and that's just to get them made. He's still got to get them. He's got to pick them yeah. up in Pennsylvania. So I'm like, dude, there's got to be another way. So he's an engineer. So he knows like this, this little roof could hang basically on its own, the way it's tied into the house. The columns are, are holding it up, but they're not really yeah. super yeah, structural. Yeah. So I'm like, well, you know, um, if you're worried about it, why don't you basically just like rebuild the column on its own, like superficially and put some steel in it. He's like, what do you mean? So what he wants to do is basically take the column off. So the, the square part on the bottom is what's rotting and the, the turned part above it is perfectly solid. So what he's going to do is he's going to sister up the, where the column was, take the column off. We're going to cut off the square part and then put a one inch steel pin basically as deep as we can drill into the round part and then take a square part of column and then epoxy and pin as far as we can drill into Mm. the square. So it'll be mated together with probably two and a half or three feet of steel and epoxy. Mm. So from a, from a straight down perspective, it'll be just as strong, right? Because, well, excuse me, it'll be stronger. And then the only thing you'd have to worry about is that like kick out perspective. If it were to, you know, bend and snap, but you'd bend the metal the metal bar before you would snap the column, you know. Yeah. So yeah. so you know, I'm like, that's an option. Who else would do that though? Like, who would yeah. if you didn't know like me, like if the three of us weren't in the room, what yeah, general yeah. contractor is going to be like? Oh, we can cut this and do that, and you like restore your columns without having yeah. to find some guy in Pennsylvania who might do it. It's going to take him a year to get yeah. all all that shit done. You got to find so, an Amish like, you know, guy. Yeah, well, the Amish guy would just, like, you know, use his teeth and, like, whittle a new one away on their own. Um, but it's just, it, you know, I, I love that kind of restoration work when you can do it yeah. uh, in a creative way, you know? Like, that, that seems like a fun yeah. project to me. I'm like, dude, I wish I had time to do this shit with you, you know? So Macklin's probably going to do it. Sorry, yeah. Mac. Um, but, yeah. you know. <laughs> back, back to the windows for a second. A neighbor of mine, he got just his front windows restored because, you know, he didn't have the money to do them all. But mm-hmm. they do make storm windows to go on old windows to mm-hmm. make them energy efficient. Mm-hmm. The problem is they're about $800 each. Oh they're custom yeah. made, and they're more than a replacement window. Yeah, put the new window And in. they're not as energy efficient. So yeah. it's a ni- it looks nice. This house looks nice still, but, you know, it's a lot of dough, you know, and it's just, you know, it is what it is. So it makes There's the best a place in Brooklyn like where Anderson you can get, uh, or like Pella. Yeah, yeah, Anderson um, and Pella Yeah, there's a couple good, good ones. I mean, there's we a use, couple of good ones that make, like... Yeah. I like the aluminum on the outside with the painted aluminum. Yeah, we use a company called Panorama and another company called La them? Finestra. Uh, Panorama's in the U.S. La Finestra, I think, is in the U.S. too. They make, like, aluminum. There are a lot of aluminum frame windows, but they're, yeah. like, you know... Top kind of top notch. The Marvin, there's Mm, a Marvin type of window that we just got. I was gonna say, I like. 
Marvin's nice with the aluminum on the outside, with yeah. the wood on the inside. Those yeah. are real. Oh, nice. coastline. We just got Marvin Coastline for a project in Florida, and they're you know like they're the hurricane-proof kind of windows, but they're mm-hmm. just a really nice, well-made window. Um, but you know, uh, there's so many companies, and it's like, you know, if you're doing replacement windows, the biggest thing is really like the R value of the glass, because like if you're doing yeah. replacement windows for energy efficiency, you know, like, I mean, not for nothing with central air, you don't operate your windows that much. You know, like you don't open and close your windows like you like 40 times a day. Like my house in the in the spring and summer, once the air conditioning goes on, we don't open the windows again. That's it. Like the windows could just like be sealed shut. Like because once you have a a sealed house, you you really only especially in the northeast. What's your season for really wanting your window open? You know, it's very short here. A little bit in the spring, a little bit in the fall. You get all the pollen. Yeah. So it's like, you know. Yeah. And obviously, if a window with good R value is probably going to function well, but like, you know, if, if the window's like doesn't open and close great and lock great, but it's really well sealed, it's probably a better window. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, I don't know. There's, I was going to say, is uh, there's a house in Seacliff that has curved windows, a, a couple houses on the spires. And there's like one company in Brooklyn that still makes the curved glass. Can't imagine. If you what like that break costs. one of those windows. Oh, yeah, it's a yeah. fortune. Uh, but it's cool the way they do it. They make the they make a buck out of I think aluminum, and then they just lay mm-hmm. the sheet of glass on it, and then just put it into a big oven, and then the glass just like yeah. whoop, just falls yeah. over it. Um, yeah. So I saw something amazing. about windows. I think I think it was in England. It was like at some pub or like like bar in England that was like suit like hundreds and maybe even like five hundred years old. It was like one of the oldest mm-hmm. pubs, and they had this window where. It, it looked like you know when you drop like drop a little drip of water into like a, a bowl and it like makes like mm-hmm. waves like these circular waves that's what the window looked like and then they explained why it looked like that because back in the day when they would cures. make windows they would take a big like glob of of molten glass and then like spin it into it and huh. so it, it it would get wide and they would spin it and then it would thin out. Mm. But, and then they would cut out squares from that big, wide, circular piece of glass that they spun out. But the middle, where it was connected to, like, that stick that they use when they go into yeah. the furnace and, like, get the big glob, that would stay kind of all deformed. And then that would be sold for, like, really, really cheap windows. So if you saw windows with that, like, kind of ring. With ripples like, in it. Ripples uh. in it. That was, like, the centerpiece of the glass that's basically, like, waste. And they would just turn it into a window for really cheap, you know? And I think in the front door of this one pub, like, they had one of those, but that was, like, like it's kind of like it was known for that. Like, you'd see those windows, you know, in different places, like, around, like, England or something because they were just mm. cheap. But now I think they actually try and remake them like that on purpose um, yeah, I'm to, looking to it give it that now. old it's, look. That's cool. Yeah, historic yeah. houses, they have that glass. I mean, I remember people always used to say it was that way because glass never completely solidifies. But I think that's bullshit. Oh yeah, because, I heard about that. That glass is yeah, just a super super viscous liquid. I think it's I think it's because it's just the way glass was made. Like you said back in the day, you know, well, yeah. it wasn't as efficient. It wasn't like floated on because I think like sheet glass they float it like on some type of liquid metal or something to get it flat or some bullshit. 
when that goes through the oven. It's, yeah. It's, it, so I think that's what it is because I know around here, like the old historic homes, like people will buy that glass from you, like that, like if uh-huh. you have old windows, you know, because it's like that wavy. Well, yeah, there's that where, like, the whole thing's, like, evenly wavy. Yeah. But then this thing is, like... Now, this is... It's called Bullseye Glass. There's a a name for it. Yeah. Um, And apparently, I've been reading about it now, it's, like, highly sought after Mm. for restoration purposes, right? Like, getting some of it to replace something. You know, like, my mom's got an old bureau that has the the wavy glass in her house, and I'm Mm -hmm. always, like, stressed when she... um, uh, when she's like, oh, I want to move this. I'm like, if you break one of those panes of glass, the whole thing is going to look different because every piece, when you look at it from the side, you can see that they're all, you know, really wavy and old. And if you replace it with a regular piece of store glass, it'll just ruin the whole look of it, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah, like in, I'm looking at Ikea. that. Like in historic houses, like in Lexington and stuff, like I think you can get new glass that like recreated of that because they like they want that. But like you said, like there's houses in Lexington that have like that type glass in it, like these old yeah. historic houses from whenever from you know the 1600s, 1700s. But yeah, I've seen that before. I'm anti-historic house. <laughs> yeah. I'm so anti-historic house, especially when it's like the type of house where like oh you can't change it without like it's like there's a committee and it's like i've seen enough of what's inside of those things no thanks i'm I'm all set with that shit especially my mother she'd like to if if she had her way she would have a big piece of property and she'd be building one house on one side and then live in that for a couple years and simultaneously be building a nice clean new house on the other side and she'd go back and forth and just knock the houses down funny I'm, like, so torn. Like, I, I always envision like, I'd be in, like, this big old Victorian historic house, right? And where Samantha lives in Atlanta, I've never seen so many different style houses in an I saw that. That street. And it's so It was like everything crazy. was different. Dude, some of them, they look like shipping container houses, right? Yeah. <laughs> and I'm like, that house is so beautiful. But then there's this old one that has, like, this stone entryway. And I'm like... That house is unbelievable. Like, I would love, like, you know what I mean? Like, I, I think they're all nice, you know? Mm. My in-laws used to live in a contemporary that I was just like, ugh. Like, I just didn't like it. It was just kind of. When was yeah, it built? I don't think they, I don't think they listened 70s, to the 70s, 80s? Yeah, probably like 80s. Those you know? are the worst. It's like. The 80s yeah, modern houses? Yeah. yeah all trying like triangle Horrible. windows. And like, yeah, just a lot of like Formica was in there. It was just like, ugh. But it by me, there's a bunch of it's like this little neighborhood. It's strange how it is. It's set down, and it's it's weird. You drive into it. It's it's a low lying area. There's probably like 15 houses, and you guys are a lot younger than me. But you must have seen the Brady Bunch, right? Mm-hmm. It was like that style house that the Bradys lived in. There's like 12 of them, and I know I've mentioned it before on the podcast because one of them is I've been in a couple of them. One of them is just absolutely amazing. It has glass that's probably 15 feet tall floor to ceiling and it's um a lot of ledge around there Mm -hmm. and it's scribed onto the ledge so the ledge actually comes down the hill into the house and through the living room and instead of blasting it they just scribed it so the room is like say 20 by 20 and one corner of it like a five foot by five foot section has glass panels meeting and both edges ascribed it's so cool like they don't get any like moisture that's that was my where i was going with it i would always be afraid that 
like moisture oh just come out of the rock. Yeah, yeah. But um, it was such a beautiful room, and they had a huge copper kettle. Um, I said copper on purpose so people wouldn't say copper. But mm. it, a copper kettle that was like an upside-down funnel, it was absolutely beautiful. Some famous artist made it. If I huh. could get a picture of it, people would I'd be able to ID it. It was beautiful. But I always thought that was cool how the glass was just scribed right onto the rock. Yeah, know? that's wild. But, yeah, yeah. But that's what I always thought, like, wouldn't moisture wick up through I the know, rock, right? Like, little cracks in the rock yeah. or something? Yeah, yeah. Something. Huh. You know bugs are coming out of there. Oh, that. yeah. So... Well, one of the one right, house that I else? worked on, speaking of, speaking of windows again, it had these crazy yeah. windows and doors, sliding glass doors, massive. Like they must have spent mm-hmm. hundreds and hundreds of thousands just on windows and doors alone. And it's mm-hmm. funny, one of the doors, like after months and months, like you go to mm-hmm. slide it open, and it was like impossible to slide open. It was all like yeah. bound up, and yeah. I'm like, holy that's, shit! Well, that's. Yeah. Dude, the door panels, I don't know. Those door panels can weigh four or five hundred pounds. Like I don't even know. These no, these yeah. these were that might have been a thousand pounds. Like because it was I don't even know how, how many panes of glass were in it. And I'm wondering if it was the door or if it was the house around the door. Yeah. Like things settling. Like yeah. Yeah. To, it was interesting. There yeah, wasn't a whole lot of steel in at, that at house. Samantha's house. It was one of the doors. It's like a. It's. I couldn't touch the top of the door. Yeah. So it's probably nine foot or ten foot door, and it's glass. And I can't imagine how much it weighs. And Ugh. it was tough to open. And I'm like saying, like, what do you, what do, you do? We're talking about. I was like, somebody got to have to take it off and cut it. I wasn't doing. It. I didn't have saw horses. I didn't have a track saw. But, like, they probably put the door in. They didn't finish or, or seal the bottom of the door, so it's, like, sucking out mm-hmm. moisture and swelling. But it just, doors are so heavy. That's what that kid that inside a carpentry, like, he'll trim all the doors hung because they're so heavy. He works by himself. He doesn't take them off. But he just mounts them and then gets a track saw and cuts mm. them all off while they're, wow. while they're mounted because yeah. he does eight-foot doors, you know. But, um, yeah, doors are a pain in the ass. They don't work right, you know. Yeah, that's one of the problems we have down in the Dominican is, like, we're fixing the hotel, and they did, they wanted wooden doors. It's, like, part of the theme. So we have these all mahogany sliding sliding wood doors with, you know, with uh, hurricane-rated glass in them. And just think about the moisture that affects those, you know, mm, just yeah. think, oh, like, yeah. think about the moisture that affects In them. the jungle. So, yeah, you're in the jungle, you're on the ocean, so it's just, like, impossible, and... Um, you know the uh, the the moisture just absolutely kills everything, and so none of these doors work right. And you have these like guests trying to slide. Some of the sliding doors we have are got to be nine foot by nine foot square, oh huge, yeah. and they get yeah. stuck. They can't get the doors shut at the end of the day, and like a guy from maintenance will have to come and like push the door closed. And I'm like, oh, that yeah. sucks. And meanwhile, the brand that you know has the design. Uh, the design um, authority on the hotel is like we don't want aluminum doors. We we hate that. And I'm like, well, you got you got two choices. Your guests can either open the doors and they're aluminum, or they can open the doors and they're wood. Like you know, these yeah. people still pay to stay here, whether or not you want the thing to have this you know amazing vision or whatever. So uh, there's a constant mm. battle with them over that. But you know, that's just the way that it goes. But yeah, anyway. So Derek, what, what have you been working on? on? Paul's been Paul's been building railings. Mm-hmm. Got any signs on the, in on? the in the No, process? I actually things have been a little bit slow. I um 
I've been um, lasering a lot of um, trays for my buddy Brian. I've been doing that, and um, I really haven't. I, you know, last week I flew down to Atlanta. I was doing some painting there, and I started doing some painting today. But I really haven't been doing much in the shop. I got to get back into it. Um, today I was planning on it, but just once again, you know, things came up. But it's just been busy. You know, moving my daughter back to school one day, and then go visit her family. So just, uh, I actually don't have much going on. I'm looking around for something I can say I did. Uh, when you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Yeah. Those birdhouses, I just finished the roofs on those, um, just, like, getting those all done. It, it's sad. I made those for a guy I work with who just passed away, and um, they're having a celebration of his life um, this coming weekend. So, luckily, I'm pretty sure I knew who he was giving it to, so I'm going to give it to her as a gift. And uh, it'll be sad, but at least she'll still get something from her cousin. It was a gift for her. She was helping him while he was sick, but... But um, other than the little birdhouses, nothing. That's it. That's all I've been uh, working on. Um, Sorry to disappoint. Yeah, I, I, you had told me about that, and then when I saw the birdhouse, I was wondering if it was for them. That's, yeah, uh, yeah, that yeah, 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 yeah. So got to enjoy every day. You never know when it's going to be the mm. last one. So, um, Yeah, I've been I've – been, uh, kind of in between a million different things that so justin was here last weekend when he was on the podcast i started like two or three projects i did a cnc metal sign for my friend's uh bakery i'm working on some floating shelves i'm like looking around the shop i got the power hammer running i was messing uh yeah messing with that which is really cool paul you're you know you got to be proud that it's it's um you know running uh, it's oh, yeah. a little weird though that like I've been I messed with it today actually for I really shouldn't have because I had other things to do but you know I've been watching footage of it and like seeing the way the dies hit and like the bottom die being so big so somebody wrote in somebody wrote on uh, the Power Hammer uh, Facebook group that when those dies are when that when the ram is all the way down the mm-hmm. bottom die should be an inch and a half away from the from the top die. Which is interesting, and then I started watching videos. Why? Because of, of the spring. From the, the, the spring the will flex. Flow. Yeah. Yeah. So so um, the way that the hammer is now, and you saw it. I don't know if you remember, but those dies would would always be touching. Yeah. When that hammer, when the ram was all the way down. So now I'm like, oh well, that bottom die is so big. So somebody wrote in the power hammer forging group like that. I should get, be getting a lot more power out of it. That's what I'm if thinking. If I give the the dies more room so today i took the bottom die out completely and i put a piece of two by four underneath it 
and that's like the right spacing. So now I'm thinking like I was gonna cut that bottom die down. Nah, but then I'm like, I'd well, get a fuck new one. it, I'll just make a brand new one. Yeah. Um, and uh, but even still, like it's so much room now that I almost don't feel like I'm getting as much power. So I have to, I have to take the bottom die out. I have to t- disconnect the RAM from the cam, and I have mm-hmm. to adjust the the stroke up on the cam and see kind of what I get out of it to get the most hit because there's no other hammer like it so I've been mm. trying to find photos of other hammers that have a similar style you know because that cam's not very big no you saw it it's only like this big it's not so, so you don't get a lot of distance out of it but I think it's that also going to depend upon like you might want to make something different depending on the size material you're working with because if you're using really thin you might want to make your own die like a quick change, quick change. die where you yep. have two different heights because if you're if you like decide you want to make a hammer for a video you need a yeah. lot more distance under there than you because it's not like an air hammer where those things go up and down like a foot you know it, yep. it's only has so much room so you might want a really shallow die if you're like trying to work yep. on thicker material or if you're doing really thin stuff or like flat mm-hmm. material you want it a little taller um i wonder like what you can do because well, now it's, it's like because... it's got one of those dovetails in it, right? Yeah, but it was easy, like it, you know. Oh, it's easy it, to pop it, in and out. I, I dude, I put a chisel in it. I gave it like three good shots. I knocked out the 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 wedge, and I pulled uh-huh. the die off. So, ah, like, so maybe you make two I new was ones. Gonna, yeah. So what I was thinking was like, remember the top die? We took that screw out. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. It, like almost fell out, but we couldn't get to the screw on the backside. So that's already like basically what I have is a quick change top die. Mm-hmm. So what I was thinking was, you know, do I leave it a quick change top die and leave a flat bottom die? Or do I just make a couple of bottom dies, like get a brick of S7 or something, or even 1045. I could just heat treat it in the oven. Yeah. It wouldn't really matter, you know, like get a big piece of material that I can make some bottom dies out of. But then, you know, the more I watch, like even guys that have like little giants and like these other guys, a lot of them just have square dies and they do like everything just with square dies and then little like you know small top tools so i just want to yeah. get it running like as best i can and, and try to get the most out of it um because right now like i can barely put one inch stock in it because oh, it's yeah, so yeah. small and it works the material dude but what's so crazy is like having seen you use a hydraulic press and seen all these guys like even cliff and john like use hydraulic presses the amount of heat that stays in the material with yeah. the power hammer is I so hate hydraulic presses. crazy, dude. It stays hot for like, like I heat them up in the in the uh, in the uh, what's it called uh, induction forge. induction forge, and I can draw out a taper because I'm just and you can see it when it starts to get cold. You can see it getting hotter every yeah. time it hits, and if I really turn up the speed by like leaning into the pedal you'll see it start to glow even brighter because I'm putting so much, you know, energy into it. And I'm like this, it's, it's really cool for that. Yeah. Um, you know, cause on a hydraulic press, you don't get that much out of it before you're, ice yeah, it's, again, it's you doing know? the complete opposite, sucking all the heat out of it. And then the other thing I, yep. I hate about hydraulic press is it like mushes the mill scale into the piece where like mm. the power hammer, like slaps it off. Like if you look at something yep. that's been forged on a power hammer, like it kind of, slaps it and the mill scale pops off and it's like cleaner forging like sometimes i would make hammers like and if i wasn't really like conscious about like cleaning off the the scale like it was just like a thick thick layer of like 
scale that's like pushed in. Mm-hmm. It just doesn't look like Power Hammer is definitely the way to go. I never really got to. I've used one like only a couple times, and obviously yeah. never had one. Um, but if I could pick between the two, I would definitely ditch the uh, the press. The press is just an easier thing to like have access to. Like I built it oh, myself. Yeah. It's like way cheaper. Um, you know. Is it really loud, Chris? Like the, um, the pounding, or is it hard to tell because you're using it? It's you know I've I've um, it's it's not quiet uh, and it's, you know, it's <laughs> no. <laughs> But and, but you know it's I don't think it's that bad. Like I really don't think it's that bad. I, I gotta it's, ask. It's is hard it on to wheels? compare it with something. Oh. No, it's not on wheels. Good, thank is God. Flat, that's what I was gonna ask. Is it flat right on the ground? So it's on. So the guy I got it from had it on like a eight by eight pine base, and I left it on that. The problem is where it is right now. It the floor is pretty fucked up. Mm. So I have like wedges underneath it to try to like combat it, but it's so. It's got a lot of a lot of power, so when it wants to start rocking, it starts it moves. You know, so I was actually thinking I, I'm going to move it to a different spot, and I was thinking about like jacking up the corners and like putting a bunch of like level like um like Cicafil under each corner, mm. and then like letting it settle and seeing if I can kind of basically make rubber wedges. You know, like essentially with like a, a you know what I'm saying? Like use yeah. like a, a thick elastic. Uh, filling um, like caulk almost, you know, mm. like Morflex or Cicafil, and then let it settle so that when it wants to move, it has like almost a pressure pad underneath the corners because the wooden wedges work great, but they work themselves out. You know, is like it bolted they, they just, to the ground? It's not bolted to the ground. Oh, okay. I guess I could bolt it to the ground, but I almost feel like I would think that would want to move itself. I've never it seen a so. power hammer of all the people that I follow that have power hammers. Unless it's a unless it's a huge huge hammer, I never see them really bolted to the Wait, ground. Really? Like I just saw another guy like with like little giants and stuff. They are all on wooden bases and they just let. Yeah, them but float. those wooden bases aren't bolted. They got to be bolted to it to the ground. No, no. that's. I mean, that's, I think. Huh. I don't know. I'd ask I'd ask Andrew that, but I I was wondering, what about those like real hard like uh, thick rubber pads, like like hard. A lot like of people hard, use those. They'll do like an like exercise hard, mat. Yeah, yeah, like exercise yeah. mat. That um, and actually, it's funny. At my building in Jersey, I have like just enough uh, gym flooring, like five eighths thick, thick gym flooring. That it's not enough to do a room, but it's what we had left over. And it's like on the. It's literally like right. It's on the verge of getting thrown away. So I was thinking I might oh, yeah. um, get that, and I might do like because it's it doesn't lock together. But what I could do is make like an overlapping sort of like uh, like a quilt of it, too thick. Mm. And then use contact cement and make like a really heavy, almost like a. They ha- they use them in horse like a stable mat. Oh almost, yeah, yeah. And put that underneath it and see if it keeps it from rocking. Because the problem is once it starts moving, it just keeps like wanting to like you know like yeah. rock itself over. It gets a little scary when it's really uh, really going. But it's super fun to use. I can't wait now, for you guys to come visit again. Could, could that damage the building at all? All brick building just that <laughs> pounding. I mean, I, I mean, I'll I break the be... floor. I'll break the floor. I, that's the only thing I'd be concerned about. That constant. It's not. Pounding. You know what? It's not that heavy. If it was like a hundred, if it was like a hundred pound hammer versus this is a fifty mm. pound hammer, so it's not like yeah. that much. You know. Ask your um, neighbors what they think of it, dude. <laughs> the day that I got it set up, it was like during the day, and they were working oh, okay. upstairs. You asshole! And like, Please don't put it the on. The belt was squealing because it was like you know I was I was just trying to figure it out as I went. 
I'm sure they. It sounded like when a car has a really bad, uh, uh, like serpentine belt yeah. that like. <laughs> that must have been comforting. They hear loud squealing, then they smell then rubber banging. burning, and then pounding like somebody's trying to break into their building through the wall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. You know, you know I don't like know. No one said move. anything. Yeah, they're terrified. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh. It's it's funny. I had uh, I, since I've got it running, I've had like the other people in the building like kind of just around, and no one's been like, "Hey, what's that new thing you got?" That's like really really yeah. loud. Like, yeah. I don't know. No one said shit. Yeah, it's the pipes. It must be the heat. Yeah, exactly. The steam, it's the steam you know, heat. Um, wow. Yeah, I don't know. There's louder things. I mean, run the fucking planer for an hour while you're processing oh, material. That's worse. All day yeah. than uh, yeah. than the smacking seven horsepower planer and a dust collector just like ripping through. I was through, just gonna uh, say my dust wood. collector is deafening. It's just uh, yeah trying to get that sorted out. But well, let me know if that thing's going away because I might need a new dust collector. Just saying. It might be yeah. That might be going make, on vacation. I'll make what the new one that you just got there? Oh really? Why it doesn't? Yeah, we'll talk. Oh, you know, show. Never know. Save it for the we'll after have to talk show. in the you after show. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. Um, you know what's but, uh, yeah, so the power hammer has been the only thing I want to work on, but I'm also finally getting that white oak bed done. I don't know if you guys saw that, that I've been yeah. working on. So yeah. So that's coming along yeah. pretty good. Um, Where'd you get that white oak from? Local place? Well, I, it's just raw material that I got. I had to make those dowels, if you if yeah. you recall. But I got yeah. it from, like, yeah, my I've local... Seen, yeah, uh, I remember that. Yeah, my local yeah. like lumber yard sells it. It was f- so freaking expensive, um, and they only oh, they don't sell processed material. They only sell roughs on. So yeah. you know, yeah. it's it's I don't know. The novelty of buying wood from there wore off a long time ago for me. But it's just it's the mm. easiest place for me to get to that sells that kind of stuff. Yeah. But I would pay more money for like S four S. Any yeah, day. Yeah, you know, week. it's funny you said that because I was. I got to get some white oak for a table. And that's what I was thinking. And I'm like saying to myself, I don't have a big joint. Like, why would I like try to process stuff? Like just pay the extra money and be done with mm. it. And, Dude. You know, uh, and just, you know what I too? It's just your loss. Like this material yeah. I picked, I thought it was great yeah. material. Guess what? Yeah. Once you join it, plane it and cut it, you find like yeah. the big crack yeah. in it. You find yeah. like the knot that yeah. you didn't see. And it's yeah. like, Great. So now I have just enough white oak to do this project, and one of the spindles has a huge, like, bad knot in it. And I'm like, mm. you know, like, luckily the way that it lays out, the the headboard is gonna is gonna be <clears throat> above and below it, so I don't have to worry yeah. about the posts like snapping there. Yeah. But if this was like for a tabletop, that whole fucking piece would have just been garbage, and I would have mm. wasted. I, I, that had to be each board I bought had to be a hundred and fifty dollars a board. Hmm. So just. And and I only found out until after I was done working on them for two hours, mm. you know, which is like so annoying. So, do you have a good lumber supply for for uh, hardwoods like that near you? Yeah, I do, but he didn't have much white oak, and um, so, like so looking at that, um, up at Jimmy's, um, the place up there, they had some, but I want some nice stuff. Um, I I got a lead on some. Um, what's his name? Um, I forget who told me. Somebody told me about some uh, in New Hampshire, so mm. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna go up there and try to get some. But we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. It's getting harder and harder to get like good wood like yeah. that. I mean, it's yeah. you know like everything right now. But 
we're having trouble getting everything on all my projects that I'm on. You yeah. Know, all over the place. Especially, like, down in the Dominican. It's, like, impossible to get anything. It's insane. Yeah, that's yeah. got to be crazy to try and get building material down there. Yeah, it's not... Uh, it's not ideal. We've been waiting for steel from China, uh, oh. like a container, a container worth of steel has what, been like coming steel? next week. Structural steel, really? Uh, a contain a full a full container. We've been waiting for it like coming next week for the last five weeks, and it we still don't we don't know where it is. It wow. hasn't hit the once it hits once it hits the port, it could take another month. But at least we'd know it was at the port. We don't know where it is right now. Wow. And it has like real uh, time implications if we don't get it, because you, we, it's not like we can go get it from somewhere else, right? Like by the time we order and get it on another boat, you know, it's a lot of steel. It's a whole building's worth of steel. So um, how many containers? Or just one? It's one. It's one container for. Like it's, a, it's a house. Oh, it's only okay. a nine thousand square foot oh, house. Okay, okay. So it's like what? But, but I mean, think about how much like a regular house gets like four beams in it. This probably yeah. has. You know, uh, I don't know. Oh, the other thing is we, we do um, five-inch pencil columns on a lot of these buildings, and they're really it's really hard to get the, the wall thickness mm-hmm. and the structural uh, spec that we use has been very hard to come by. So we had to find, like, you know, we had to find a, a mill. Uh, we were using one in Canada. They just stopped making the section. They literally just said, we don't make that five-inch round anymore. Have like, you ever not- talked to Instel? No, I don't know. So, like, I don't. Our our team doesn't order the material. Oh, oh, oh. Contractor down there does, but the way that it works for tax purposes, the general contractor does the the ordering, but then the owner does the payment because we're a hotel. So there's different tax incentives if you're in hospitality. You get what I'm saying? So yeah, like, yeah. Like we actually are buying it, but like we're not finding it. You know, it's like giving your credit card to somebody and saying go like giving your credit giving your credit card to the contractor and saying yeah. go buy the material at Home Depot or, or the homeowner, I guess in this and, case. And and that's even interesting too because the whoever you you guys are using to fabricate isn't even buying it. It's like the owner of the thing is buying yeah. it. That's strange. Yeah. And it's interesting that you're getting it from China because I don't even th- I'm almost positive and like in the U.S., we're not even allowed to buy. You're not even allowed to use structural steel from China because they don't trust. Yeah, the, probably not. Yeah, like sometimes it can can be. I mean, down there, kind of. I bet anything goes. Like, but I don't even know. I'm interested to see what the prices are. Like the price. Yeah, difference. you know what? I I've asked them before because like we use a lot of rebar, like mm-hmm. a ton. Like I mean, rebar I is bet, like the yeah. whole freaking place. It's it's like it's fifty percent rebar, fifty percent concrete. Like inside mm. these buildings, the the cages are insane. And I always ask them, like, what is your price per pound of rebar? You know, because, like, I know what our price per pound is on just general, on structural and, and, and steel like that. Because we buy it. Dude, the trucks that come in with the rebar on it are, like, laughably overloaded. Oh, like, yeah. Like, it's amazing that they made it. There's no way stations you there? See, dude, and the, and the rebar is, like, it's just piled on there as though they're, like, bales of hay like it's insane just the differences in like building uh building practices and shit but um they they they're not that badly affected yeah they they don't i mean we're obviously affected but they're not feeling like too hard of a price squeeze on stuff like that Mm -hmm. you know but i don't know it also too is how much of that stuff was already on the island and sitting in a yard somewhere you know like um 
and the we use like the best structural engineer in the country to make sure that the stuff that we're doing is like up to my we we build to miami dade building code so oh that's gotcha like, uh that's like a requirement so like anybody that buys a house you're getting a miami dade yeah is that yeah the place where the building collapsed mm. uh yes that's correct <laughs> that the best correct. engineers mm. come from florida yeah, yeah, the best everything comes from Florida. Yeah. Anyway, it's okay. a, it's an interesting process. <laughs> Anyways, <laughs> in a couple of years when we do it, when we uh, the the handmade one hundred party will be in the uh, Dominican Republic. Nice, <laughs> I'm gonna hold you to that. Yeah. Um, so anyway, did you but, guys see that that new lull thing that our buildings like showed on his Instagram? I don't know if he bought it or, or what. Control. I'm not sure, I, but I've seen those before. Is that his? It's amazing. Yeah. Yeah, it's really nice. I saw He's one in Stanford. He, it makes sense for him to buy that. It's completely remote control. It's basically a crane without a hoist. Like yeah. it works just like a crane, and it's remote control. Like that yeah. thing was amazing. And I even want to say, so cool looking too. You can. For some that, reason I thought he bought it. He didn't say he did, but he, he, it, might he was have. playing with it like he bought it. I would buy one if I were him. Yeah, I, I was kind of surprised he doesn't, especially where he does everything local now for the most part. Yeah, you know, I used to travel a lot, but not anymore, you know. And, like, I was talking to my dad about it. Like, it's just two guys. So, like, if they're up on top of the, mm-hmm. you know, setting, yeah. uh, like, um, trusses, you know, and yeah. they're, one of them's on each end, who's going to drive the machine? But now they could use yeah. the remote control from the, yeah. that big platform lift that they have yeah. and just drop those things right on. And the whole thing, like, rotates just like a crane. Like, that's the – I was t- me and my dad were talking about this, like, how much we hate lulls because they don't – rotate like that like you have to line up like yeah. if, you, if you have a steel beam hanging from a strap on a lull and you got to reach out 40 feet you got to get all lined up like the best you can you kind of got to yeah. sight down where you want the yeah. middle of the beam to end up and then you put the stabilizers down you extend the boom you lift it up and then just to find out you're like five feet away from where it needs to be and then you're yeah, trying to like tilt the hole and it's dangerous like i, I don't yeah. i don't like lulls that thing's he's great, on, though. He's in the best environment to have access. Yeah, he's on these huge, like wide ten open. acre sites, dude. When we used to build houses on Long Island, the lull, getting the lull in even close to the right spot is like impossible. Yeah, because you know? if the machine is big enough to do the lift, the machine is huge. So yeah. you're like, yeah. you're doing like the Austin Powers. It's getting stuck. ripping up it's, the yard. You know, it's destroying the site, right? And then at that point, it's like, well, we could have set everything if we would have just hired out a crane for the day. But you know, like, yeah, it just it's. Uh, I just looked up how much they cost. It's actually not as bad as I thought. Um, what is it? One eighty, one ninety. No, this one. Well, the oh, one yeah, I just looked that, up not was two ni- Yeah, two ninety nine. Um, which is not that's bad. a spider know, crane. Like, a spider crane is like 190. Yeah. A big, the big one. Um, it looks awesome. Um, those. I mean, they're cool. Considering a pickup truck's 80 grand now, and yeah. it's really not that bad. What's a big lull? It's, like 160 for maybe like a 10,000 pound I think lull? so. I mean, it depends though. Like, I mean, but if you're going to spend 200 grand on a lull and you can spend another 100 and the thing rotates exactly. and you basically just bought a crane, you know, exactly. it's like, I don't know. I mean, you're financing the thing anyway, unless you're really. You know, unless you just want to dump three hundred thousand dollars in cash, but, but by the pizza pile, there's two crane places. One of them, Shaughnessy and Ahern, they're a big one in Boston, but they have a couple really small ones mm-hmm. for like just hot to reach areas. Mm. One of them's called an Alley Cat. 
It's oh, yeah. so cool looking. It's just like one of those huge ones with like the, like four ties on each side, but it's small. It's just wow. so funny looking. It looks like it's like something they made for a parade or something, but yeah. it, it's a legit crane. It's just for like the back, for the alleys and stuff, little little small places where you need a crane. Really I just cool. saw I'm looking one. at this company, Paul. They they can he can put a crane on like a crane uh, hoist. A oh, hoist. There. Oh wow! Yeah, so he could basically make this a crane because they make this exact same one um, with like a straight up like crane. I don't know what you'd call it. I guess a hoist, right? That's yeah. that'd be it. Um, they make this exact same thing with a crane hoist. I wonder what one he got. So it's like three hundred thousand sizes. Yeah, I think. Why not? I mean, it adds up. You know, I mean, that's just that's that's a highly advanced like piece of machine I, I heard i heard something about kyle's business recently we'll talk about in the uh after show i don't think he had any problem with this one mm. i don't think any pro i don't think any problem justifying this yeah we'll, we'll talk about it in the after show though you gotta really mm-hmm. this that's the real uh that's the real uh important part where we talk about all the insider information that we know about all these people i want to talk about that power couple that keeps getting sent to me that's driving me crazy with their stupid advice. Oh, Back, my We could leave God. that for the after oh, show. We'll talk oh, about God. them in the after show, too. Jesus Anyway, what Christ. have you guys been watching while we wrap this up? Anything good? What have we been watching? Um, Let, me see. Let me take a gander. Here we go. Real quick. I haven't been watching much. Oh, I bought a book from... Um, I, you know, I'm not a big reader, as you could probably tell, but I bought a book from th- that comedian Tom Segura. He just came out with one. It's really funny. Mm. Um, I started reading a couple chapters of it. It's just like really funny I've stories, to a like about of his, his life, uh, his his stuff. Um, I've been I've been listening to I've been watching Tim Dillon's shit a lot. It's pretty funny. Oh my god, yeah, he's funny too. He's out I've of his mind. He's so crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Sometimes it's like I can't even listen to him because he's going so crazy. Like he's just screaming, and I'm like, what is he even saying? <laughs> he goes <laughs> off the rails a bit. It, yeah. it becomes a little much, but. Um, you know. I like him best. Like I listen to him all the time. I always like all these people best when they're on each other's podcast. Like, that's when it's the mm. funniest to me. Like, if he goes on somebody else's, then it's like... Because he's not just screaming to himself. Like, <laughs> they're having, like, yeah. funny conversations. But um, I've been watching a lot of Tom Segura and, like, his podcast, like, with his wife. And it's, like... I mean, it's the shit's on... The shit that they play on there is so crazy. These videos that they find. Um I'm gonna have to check that out. You gotta watch it. It's, it. it's but... nuts. You have to like. It takes a while to even understand what they're talking about because there's so many like references yeah. and like inside jokes that you're like you don't even get until you like watch like 20 episodes. You're like, okay, I kind of got all the characters figured out and like all yeah. the things that they talk about. But um, that's a funny one. Yeah, but his book is really good um, so far. So I'm gonna keep reading it. Nice. What about you, Derek? You got mm. anything? Um, the only thing I see worth recommending is uh, Paul Jackman's new video. What, what, what is that? There's music videos or, or something? Yeah, he's doing a little something. It's a little, little, little different, a little wacky. I said it's either going to propel his career or ruin it. So, How does the video do so far? I only saw like a I, photo I of him. I seen it when it first like came mode. out. but. Yeah, but it's it's just it's funny. It's very different. It's um, you know, let me see how it is doing. Oh, it's, it's on iTunes. It's like a all. real song. Oh god. Oh yeah. What's it called? Oh yeah. It's 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 uh I don't know what the song's called. I forget. 
But uh, I, I thought it was funny. I appreciated it because the amount of work he put into that video was, like, just ridiculous. And it just, like, I don't know. I just, for somebody who struggles posting YouTube videos, I just give him a lot of credit. Because the kid just, he puts a lot of effort in everything he does. And I think a lot of people don't realize it because he makes it look easy in the projects he does and stuff like that. But... Oh, yeah. He's very, very talented and very, very disciplined and works very, very hard. He just... Um, Dude, even just, just the little just transitions amazing. in his videos. Like, he'll do yeah. a little, like, subtle transition where he'll walk out of frame and then the whole frame yeah. will, like, move with him. And yeah. that's, like, 30 minutes just to edit that mm, one, yeah. like, key. Yeah. And it's, it's a two-second thing that probably most people don't even... You know, they're not yeah. even paying that close attention to notice, but it's definitely... Um, yeah. It's definitely... It's work, yeah. and it adds I, to the I really got it. to know Paul when we did the show, and um, he's just a really good guy. He's just a funny guy, and uh, as they say, I think he's just a little misunderstood, but uh, <laughs> he's, he's, he's funny. But, yeah, that's going to be my recommendation, Paul Jackman. Paul Jackman, spinning rims for my lawnmower. Mm-hmm. Um, mine yeah. is going to be Marius... Hornberger, you've probably seen his stuff. He's been around for a while. I don't know if you saw this, Derek. He made an automatic tool changer for his CNC. That was oh, not, yes. I haven't like, watched it yet. Yes. Like, I, dude, crazy. I started it in, like, the first line. Yeah, like, the first line, he's like, if you don't have a lot of time, don't watch the video. And I was, like, waiting for a doctor's appointment. So I was like, I'll watch it later. It was a good video. So, I mean, so like for some context, it's not like he has a machine with an automatic tool changer and he made like the rack. He has a a CNC that I think he built. He buys a tool changing spindle, designs the the holder, and then writes all the software so that the thing will go back, pick up a tool, level the tool, like the kind of thing that would be whatever that upgrade is on like Mm -hmm. a commercial machine, but he did it all himself. And it's just insane to me that, I mean, mm. he's an engineer. I'm sure he enjoyed the challenge. Like that, you know, like someone would even think that they could undertake. Like I would never even think that I could. Yeah, I wouldn't know where to start. Do that. I wouldn't know where to start. And I could, like, you know, I can conceive the steps. Like I think we all can, right? Mm-hmm. When it's done cutting, it yeah. has to go back, put down the tool, pick up the next tool, and then home it again, right? It mm-hmm. doesn't seem that complicated, but I can't even get my yeah. CNC machine to do what I want. 50% of the time and I'm only asking it to do one yeah. thing so like yeah, to have yeah. it do all those steps and then do it accurately and know that mm-hmm. there's no one to call if it doesn't work because you made it like I mm-hmm. give him a huge amount of respect for that it's like the stuff made here guy you know like yeah. talk about complicated you know I know I know solving problems that nobody thought existed Bernie Solo has like on his machine like a, a metal plate so I don't even know how he does it, and I haven't bothered doing it. He always tells me I should do it, but for me, it's so crazy to even figure this out. But when he does a program, he somehow puts a line of code in it. So if there's a, um, he changes tools, he keeps it in the same file, but the machine will stop, come over, he changes the tool, and then he hits resume. It goes to this one place on his machine where he has a piece of metal mounted, and it touches off on it, and then it will keep cutting. And I'm like, I couldn't even comprehend how to do that. That would make my life so much easier to do that. But I'm like, I can't 
bring myself to even figure it out. But he's a smart guy. He likes those challenges. Yeah. Not for me. Bernie wants to come to Boston, mm-hmm. spend the weekend, do it for me. He's got an open invitation, Bernie. Yeah. But if you're not going to do that, it, don't it's, come. It's funny because my CNC, when I, 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 and I can't figure this out. Like, this is how fucking stupid I am. When I go to run a program on my CNC, I would say 60% of the time when I click start, it says no tool in holder because my CNC automatically thinks I'm using tool zero, but I'm using tool one. And then I have to mm-hmm. go back and rehome it. And at this point, it's like compulsive. I don't even think about it. And I always home my tool twice. Sometimes mm-hmm. it doesn't. Sometimes it, sometimes it does that. Yeah. Sometimes it doesn't. I don't know why. Mm-hmm. I've never yeah. looked into it. I almost yeah. definitely never will because it only adds yeah. like a minute to the process. Yeah, it's yeah. not a big deal. Yeah, exactly. But just the yeah. fact that like if you're a real CNC or like if you're a person that yeah. like Bernie or like any of my yeah. other friends that run machines, they'd yeah. be like they'd spend however yeah. long it took to make sure to that that never that. happened yeah. again and fix that. And I'm like, I don't care. It just yeah. needs to cut the fucking MDF. I just like yeah. want to be done with this and on to the next thing. So, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, everybody's got their thing. So, yeah. But so. um Anyway, thanks, everybody, for listening, uh, and I hope everybody had a great Father's Day. Mm-hmm. Uh, Derek, did you have a good Father's Day? Yeah, that's what the little interruption was. My daughter came home. She came down to wish me a happy Father's Day, oh, but nice. I don't know. My, and you told her to get the said, hell out. <laughs> yeah, my wife's like, oh, they want to go out to dinner with you for Father's Day. I was like, first of all, nobody gave me a heads up. It's my one day yeah. to do something, but it's like, <laughs> that's not enjoyable for me, paying for you guys to go out to dinner. Like... I, uh, Max isn't guy. taking his sneaker sales money and and, and taking uh, you out. God, Come on! No, no, he's he he's so tight that kid. I tell you, I don't know where he gets it, but but yeah, no. But I'm gonna have a great day, I'm sure. So, but thank you for asking. Awesome, Chris. Well, Chris, you're also a father. You're a cat Damn, father. I got Stewie. Oh, I got Stewie. Stu- that's Stewie right. got me that's a card. Right. I I'm sure he did. He's a good where, cat. Where, are you going to see your dad, Paul? Or, or? I was already there this no. morning. Nice. nice, nice. Yeah. So, well, right. every, I hope everybody we're else. Going has out, a we're good going out. We're going out to dinner. Oh yeah, my All computer's the fathers, about to die anyways. Good luck. Oh, See you God. later. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.